0: Today, answers matter more than ever before. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage customer questions with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to work for any industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit IBM.com slash Watson Assistant. Now, on Sports Sitter at 6, LeBron's testy response to the report he'd consider going to Golden State. Under review. How will the NBA respond to Russell Westbrook pushing a fan? Open market. Kirk Cousins reaction to Washington trading for Alex Smith. Counting down to Super Bowl 52. Why the Patriots and Eagles isn't David versus Goliath?
1: God, Lee, I
2: didn't
3: know he was up by 21. Pumps
4: at Donnie Here's Michael Smith and Jamel Hill. See, Jamel, yeah, we're partners, but we're partners with boundaries. So we got a new rule after this show. From now on, you can't say nothing about LeBron joining the Warriors to me. See, this is our little boundary box. OK, and we're going to take this story and we're going to put it in this box along with your naked TV watching and your explicit group chats. We're carrying them and we're going to close this box and we're going to throw this thing in the bottom of the ocean. And the only way you can get to this box is you got to be Jacques Cousteau. We cool.
5: You know what, Mike? You stingy. (laughs) Look, you might be irritated by the LeBron to go and say conjecture, but I'm here for it. It's entertaining. It's fun. It's harmless. It's like me saying I'm going to marry Idris Elba one day. It ain't never, ever, ever going to happen, but it's fun to think about. Besides, if the end result is LeBron lecturing the media and going off on people preemptively, questioning his legacy at the thought of him being a warrior, sign me all the way up. LeBron was asked today to respond to the story, and here's all or part of what he said, rather.
1: Um, do I have to? Well, you're
6: bigger
1: than me, but if you could, that would be good. Um, I mean, I woke up, uh, I got up early, um, ate breakfast, went back to sleep, so when I woke up, it was the first thing, um, that was kind of on my phone, like an alert on my phone, and, uh, a few people hit me about it, or whatever, and or whatnot, um, the first thing I did, I started laughing, actually, um, and then I thought about, it. I think it's doing a, um, it's... it's nonsense and it's a non-story and um, I think it's a discredit uh, to what I'm trying to do here um, it's a discredit to my teammates and the coaching staff here my only focus right now um, is trying to you know, figure out how we can become a championship caliber team in these next few months and um, there's been so many stories about me in the last few months and the last few days about where I'm going and where I'm at and what place I'm in I'm here I'm right here I'm right now and this is my present this is where I'm at if you don't hear something come from my voice then it's not true I don't give a damn how close they are they are I don't care if it's my my kids my wife or whatever if it's not from me it's not true um so not even like upset right now about it I think it's just a discredit to my teammates because I'm the leader of these guys and for them to have to hear that stuff every single day about my free agency um you know I apologize to them um, I will handle my summer situation when my summer gets here, and I would not handle it right now. You guys know, in my 15-year career, I've been a free agent twice so far, or three times, and I've always handled it at the right appropriate time, and that's at the end of the season when it's when it's time appropriate, and I've never let um, anything on the outside get in the uh, in the way of what I'm trying to accomplish. So. I know the sound will be broken up and, and cut and however you know you guys want to cut it up but the Golden State um, conversation is a non-story all the other conversations is a non-story um, my focus right now is on, on this team and trying to figure out how we can get back to a fourth NBA finals and compete for a championship everything else if it's not about this team if you want to ask me about this team I can answer it good bad or ugly but please for the rest of the season don't ask me about nothing else no, no other team Uh, Unless we're competing against them the next night. Or you want to ask me about a highlight that happened the night before. Don't ask me about being on a team, on another team, because it's unfair to my teammates here, my 14 teammates that we come and work hard for, you know, the coaching staff and this fan base. So that's what I got to say about that.
5: All right, Chauncey Billups, what do you think of how LeBron responded to the report linking him to the Warriors?
6: Well, I thought he handled it well. I mean, he basically said, listen, if you didn't hear it from me, it's not true. And we know that LeBron James, anything, any story that comes about with him is going to be magnified. I would like to say that I know LeBron pretty well, but I don't know him knowing. So <laughs> I think any story linking him to the Warriors is crazy. I really do. It's crazy. And I, it sounds like he feels the same way from his comments. Why would they want him anyway? I don't and know. At that cost?
5: Well, <laughs> they would have to give up an awful lot, an awful lot excuse me, to get him. But let's not, let's not forget so easily. We also thought it was crazy the idea of Kevin Durant joining the Warriors. That's different. We thought it was crazy LeBron going back to Cleveland that's different. to play for Dan Gilbert. And look at where we are. I'm just saying nothing is impossible. Yeah. Uh, it, <laughs> but you, you're putting this in this category clearly. Uh, anyway, uh, look, Chauncey, hang around with us for a second. Uh, we're going to ask okay. you in a moment about Russell Westbrook.
2: Three-point lead, 5.6 to go. George Custwood has it in midcourt. Slashes left. Steps back, fires an angle left. Three for the tie. Cha-ching! It's everybody, but he got it! By George,
0: it's tied at 124 apiece. Now Denver, what do they do with 1.4? Jokic looks in. Cross-court pass over to Gary Harris, the game winner.
7: Yeah! (laughs) g Money knocks it down.
0: with a game on the last stop. As time expired, Russell Westbrook and a fan with a little shove right there at the end of the game.
3: got to be able to protect the players. Play the game. All the fans obviously enjoy the game, but it can't come on the floor. It's totally unacceptable.
0: The fan is in the wrong there. He should not be on the floor. He should be happy he didn't get knocked out.
4: To me, that's just totally
8: unacceptable.
4: See I myself, I'm from the Mike Curtis School of Fan Interaction. So as far as I'm concerned, this fan is in fact lucky that the only thing he got from was a shove from Russell Westbrook Thursday night in Denver. Thankfully the league reviewed the matter and has sense enough not to punish Westbrook. The NBA's code of conduct for fans prohibits guests from quote, attempting to enter the court and states that those who do will be subject to ejection without refund and revocation of season tickets and may also be in violation of city ordinances resulting in possible arrests and prosecution. The code of the streets is much simpler. Don't start, none, won't be none. Stay your butt in your seat. Royce Young, you were there last night. Uh, How did the league come about uh, arriving at this decision?
8: Yeah, Mike, you know, one of the things that the league looks at in these type of situations, they obviously are very sensitive to fan player interactions. We've seen players recently. Rodney Hood got fined for knocking a cell phone out of a fan's hand. What they really kind of determined and looked at in this situation is Russell Westbrook didn't engage the fan. The fan came into Russell Westbrook's area, coming out onto the play, uh, where the, where the, onto the court, onto the playing floor. And, and Westbrook, he gave him a shove and then Westbrook stepped back. There was no aggression shown. Westbrook, if anything, was just kind of defending himself for a very confusing situation. So in the league's determination, this really was a no-brainer, uh, because the fan was the one at fault here. And, and in terms of the fan itself, you know, Nuggets Security was all over the fan it might not have seemed like it but the fan kind of worked his way out on the court there's no barriers there it's really easy for a courtside fan he was sitting on the baseline and russell kind of walked over to grab the ball and nugget security was immediately on the guy ushered him out through the tunnels and i'm told that he was detained the the nba the nuggets they looked into the situation determined westbrook wasn't the one at fault here as we all know it was the fan
4: all right meanwhile on the injury front royce uh, how are steven adams ankles doing
8: I don't know if that season ending. I mean, that was pretty bad, wasn't it, Michael? I mean, that, uh, the, the Thunder had a lot of fun with that themselves, even in a loss. Um, you know, if there's any player that can kind of take that sort of embarrassment on the floor, it's Steven Adams. That guy lets anything and everything roll off his back. Uh, well, he didn't go really have much to say tonight. about it last night. Um, yeah, but yeah, he is good to go. He will be. He has recovered. He will be okay to play in the game. I assume his pride is probably okay, but I, I think that that also might be questionable at this point. We haven't really gotten determination whether his pride is season-ending injury or not. That would be a Greg
4: Popovich-like uh, injury report. Questionable pride. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be pretty yeah. good. Royce, uh, we appreciate it, man. And as Royce mentioned, there have been a few recent incidents between fans and players. Royce <laughs> talked about Rodney Hood slapping the phone out of the fans' hand. I thought that was funny. I'm sure signing a $35,000 check Most was not.
5: expensive nine. iPhone ever. It was
4: like iPhone XXX. Uh, in the 2017 finals, Matt Barnes got into an altercation, which... Stop if you've heard that before. Uh, but this time with a fan on the sidelines, the fan was ejected. Barnes was not fined. Matt Barnes, altercation, redundant. Uh, and in the 2017 playoffs, Patrick Beverly got into it with a Thunder fan in game three. He was fined $25,000 after confronting the fan post game. I believe Pat Beverly is from Chicago, so that's how they roll. <laughs>
5: All right, as promised, C. Billups back with us. Now, as you heard, the league decided not to take any action against Russell Westbrook for the fan incident in last night's Thunder game. Are you surprised that the league didn't discipline Westbrook, and did you think they made the right decision?
6: Absolutely not. I'm not surprised at all. I thought they made the right decision. I mean, I thought Russ was handled it great. I mean, you, you look at the situation, if you really look at it closely, this fan comes up with two fists balled up. Now, I don't know where you guys might be from. I know where you're from, Mel, but the man walks up to you with two fists balled up and it's emotional. That thing could have got a lot worse. I thought Russ did a good job of showing some restraint there. But, you know, at the top of the list for the NBA, you got to protect your assets. You know, and there's a line that you can't cross as a fan and as a player. And I think that fan crossed the line, so... I thought the NBA handled it great, and there shouldn't have been any discipline handed towards Russell Westbrook.
4: Yeah, I'm from New Orleans. My nerves too bad. You can't run up
5: oh, on Oh, yeah. Like <laughs> well, you feel well, you me. <laughs> Same here. Um, no, you're right. It, it definitely could have turned out a, a lot worse had Russell Westbrook not shown uh, that restraint. But once again, fans, understand just because you buy a ticket, you're not a player. You're not involved in the game. Right. You're there as just merely a spectator. So, anyway. Thank you, Chauncey, for hey, joining Jamel, us. Hey, Jamel, yes. Jamel,
6: you know, we, we're going to miss you. We're going to miss you, baby. Well, Do you, your thing. Don't don't have too much fun over there with my guy <laughs> Mark Spears, though.
5: <laughs> I'll try not to. You, you'll miss me, but you don't exactly have to, considering I'll be seen. I'll be, I'll be here and there.
6: So. Absolutely. Look, as you should.
5: Thank you. Look forward to talking to you again soon.
0: Greetings from the Crystal Court, the IDS Center. Still the tallest building in downtown Minneapolis. Sports Center is home. See some jerseys out there. There go that man. (laughs) And the house that Randy Moss built. Randy will join me shortly, as will Matthew Hasselbeck. Teddy Bruschi will not join us. However, Teddy is fond of saying on Friday, it's the day before the day before the Super Bowl, and the Friday is significant. It represents the final day of practices for both teams and the final injury reports. Once Gronk was cleared, New England was home free. As for the Eagles, as Bill Murray said in Stripes, you know, it is the cold and flu season. But apparently all the Eagles now feel like a million bucks. Defensive tackle Tim Jernigan was a full participant after missing the last two days with an illness. Cornerback Ronald Darby, he's a full participant for the second straight day. Like Jernigan, Darby was also battling an illness. And defensive tackle Fletcher Cox fully participated again. He had been listed earlier in the week with an ankle injury. So Chris Long and that Eagles defense—they are good to go. Good to go after Tom Brady. You can't take it easy on the goat. He's—he's—he's uh, he's, he's a hell of a dude and a hell of a player. And uh, you know he's—he's—he's he's, he's always gonna—he's playing. He's trying to play a mind game with me. <laughs> it's that Jedi mind trick. No, but uh you can't take it easy on him. He knows that he's not gonna take it easy on us. It's gonna be a great game and uh certainly one of the big matchups will be, you know, Tom against our defense and um he's a he's a he's a great, great player. Uh look forward to competing against him. Tom Brady said of long, he said, I hope he doesn't hit me too hard. If he gets a shot, hopefully respect his elders a little bit out there. As promised now. Here's Randy. And Matthew, and let's talk about that pressure for Philadelphia. The Eagles have the second most takeaways in the NFL when applying pressure on the opposing quarterback. That might be the single biggest key to the game on Sunday.
9: And I really believe, that, uh, and I really believe so. Everybody's talking about Fletcher Cox in the interior, but for me, I'm looking on the guys on the outside. Those guys are going to have to put their finger on this game. You have Graham, you have Long, but one guy that I'm really paying attention to is old Marshall University player, Vinny Curry. Want him to get his first Super Bowl ring, but at the same time, you're looking at Graham right here. I think the guy that's not gonna get chipped with the back is the guy that's gonna have to win his one-on-one matchup. So for me, I think the guys on the outside is gonna have to win the games because Fletcher Cox is gonna be double, sometimes triple.
2: Well, Randy, you talk about that defensive line. The Eagles play so many defensive linemen. They play seven guys and all seven can get to the passer. You saw success, uh, in the playoffs. You saw that run there. You saw it all season long. Getting a pass rush with four. And people say all the time, well, that's what people, that's how you beat the New England Patriots. You get a pass rush with four. much like the New York Giants did in their Super Bowl the problem is the New England Patriots obviously know this the New England Patriots get the opponent to be called for the penalty of 12 men on the field twice as much as the person who's in second place Josh McDaniels he'll see this substitution pattern and he'll say let's go let's go let's go let's get up to the line of scrimmage let's just run some random running play doesn't even matter what it is because it's a penalty it's a free five yards and you get you out of that substitution where you won't have fresh defensive and pass rushers and that's the game within the game that the Patriots are so good at and they might not be able to rotate defensive linemen the way that they want to Quickly
0: here, how many points do the Eagles defense allow to allow them to win the game? How many points do the Eagles defense allow they win the game?
2: Usually you say if you can win, if you can score 21 points, you can win the game as an offense. I always felt like if we can score 21 points, we get a shot to win win this game. That might not do it this time. They're going to have to get up in the 30s, they had got to get up in the 30s. the Super Bowl, yeah, all day. They are confident. The Delaware
0: News Journal asked Alshon Jeffrey what would happen if the Eagles beat the Pats. He said, what do you mean if, man? We're going to win it all. Very confident teams heading to the Super Bowl.
5: Another emotional day in court as Larry Nasser's sentencing hearing continued today. Randall Margaves, whose three daughters were abused by Nasser, addressed the court after two of his daughters gave victim impact statements. And what happened next, while not condoned, was certainly understood.
10: I would ask you to, as part of this sentencing, to grant me five minutes in a locked room with this <laughs> demon. Would you been, do that? I, I, that is not yes or no? no? No, sir. Would you give me one minute? <laughs> You know that I can't do that. That's not how I do this. Well,
7: I'm going to have to get something Stay down. Stay down. Yeah. Stay down, I Stay, down, stay down, Let stay me
3: have that son of a <laughs> f***. Stay I down. down, I want that <laughs> be behind your back. Stand up, fight Put your hand oh, right behind your back. Put your
2: hand Randall. behind your back. I want that son of a <laughs> f***. Be behind your back. Uh, uh, you
10: push? Sure, I want you, pussy. Sure. I don't Give me one minute with that bastard.
5: Dan Murphy, you were there in court and witnessed that incident today. What more can you tell us about what happened in the courtroom and what happened afterwards as it relates to Mr. Margaves?
11: Well, the, the courtroom cleared pretty quickly after that incident. He spent the morning in a holding cell. He went in front of Judge Janice Cunningham uh, shortly after noon, and she told him what he did was equal parts unacceptable and totally understandable. Margrave said that he didn't show up this morning with an intent to do what he did uh, when he saw Nasser's reaction to what his daughters were saying, he lost his cool. Uh, the judge told him that she could only imagine what was going through his head and the pain he was experiencing as a parent, and that there was no way that she was going to punish him with any type of fine or prison time because of what he did. Uh, they went. Uh, she sent him on his way this afternoon. He spoke just about an hour ago here at his attorney's office, along with his daughters. He said that he was embarrassed and ashamed if he is in any way upstaged what his daughters and all of the other girls. Uh, had spent the past couple weeks uh, speaking out about. Some of them had waited more than 20 years to have their chance to talk to Larry Nasser. Uh, he said, I want to make one thing very clear. I am no hero. My daughter are heroes. My daughters are heroes.
10: I want to make it real clear that I am no hero. My daughters are the heroes and all the victims and the survivors of this. I'm a little bit embarrassed by what happened. Wasn't pre-planned. I didn't want to upstage my daughters or any other other survivors or victims. Um, it is what it is now. I appreciate uh, the judicial system showing me some uh, leniency. My first thought was I probably embarrassed my own family. I am very apologetic, and it didn't take long where I regretted that later.
11: Today was the last of nine days of impact statements in courtrooms here in Michigan. Larry Nash will be sentenced for the third and final time for his crimes Monday morning. Uh, That's all from East Lansing, Jamel. All
5: right. With all due respect to Mr. Margaves, I think we all understood why he reacted that way. He has nothing to apologize for. Thank you, Dan.
4: Oh, man, we doing this again? Mm -hmm. You forced this revisit, didn't you, See, when you get up out of here, what I say goes. But okay, I played a little media game where we put out a story, and then the reaction is a story, and then the denial is a story. I know how it works. LeBron knows how it works, too. Thing is, he wants it to be one way, but it's the other way.
1: There's 30 teams right now that, at the end of the day, probably want to sit down with me at the end of the season. Right? Correct know, it's so easy to make a story out of that. I mean, I can write a story today and say, okay, Sacramento is trying to, we'll love to pitch LeBron. But the fact when it comes that LeBron is willing to sit down, I saw that part. LeBron never said that. And I don't, I don't like even saying that. It feels like I'm... I never said that. I never said that I'll sit down with Golden State or sit down with anybody. I've never talked about any other team throughout my journey. And um, the thing that kind of... The only thing that bothers me is that people get to Go on talk shows and 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 shows and 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 discredit what I'm doing, and say, well, if he does this, then this is the worst thing he could do. If he does this, if he's engaging in that, then it tarnishes his legacy. Like that stuff, that that's what bothers me because I have no control over that. That's not I I'm not even involved in that. So what what I can control is how I prepare myself every day with this group of guys. What I cannot control is these stories that come out. But what I will not allow is for people to kind of you know, use my name as we already know they do to to create something that's a that's a non-story. So uh, the Golden State thing is a is a non-story. The story needs to be LeBron is focused on getting his team back to the finals. That's what the story should be. Because I'm telling you guys right now, not oh I'm angry about what the Golden State story or I'm angry about what the Lakers and Philly and. Houston and San Antonio and Sacramento and Orlando and Miami and Toronto I can name all 30 teams like that's not the story, the story for me personally my focus right now and I'm driven right now to figure out how we can put the right basketball every single night to compete for a championship and get to the final for fourth straight year, like, I mean these guys have been around long enough to know that this is a business and whatever happens, happens and you know, we want to start to of stay together for as long as possible but we know it's a business We've seen that this year. We've seen that in the NBA this year. So I don't need to sit down with my teammate and tell him, hey guys, uh, I maybe, I could become a free agent or something. I mean, that's, that's weird. That's so weird.
5: Man, the Kings wouldn't even <laughs> fix their lips to pitch to LeBron. Judy <laughs> gave him a shout out though.
4: And we now welcome to the program the man who many years ago in a roundabout way made this here partnership possible. That's a story for another day if you don't know it. Jalen Rose. Uh, Jalen, who's more to blame, if you will, for this non story as LeBron calls it?
9: Uh, Being a story for two days now, LeBron himself or the media? I have to go with LeBron himself. Here's why. He's the preeminent superstar in the social media generation. He's been able to use it for political and social consciousness. He's also been able to use it to drive his personal and professional narrative. And all we do is follow behind. Just take the series of tweets since the end of last year. Calling Los Angeles home. The Arthur tweet. MSG Playground. Shouts to Stephen Harden. She's there playing so well tonight. How about drafting KD and Kyrie? You think Kyrie would have drafted LeBron James had he had the number one overall pick? Hmm. He understands that he can pull out his phone, use his Twitter fingers to drive a narrative to have all of us talking about it. Right. Do you actually think that it's an accident he sat up there with his shirt off? No. The interview? I,
4: I, so that's the first thing I say. was put a shirt on. Like, I mean, we know you cut up. We know you work out. But And, uh, but,
9: and I got to say this, too. Uh, it ain't all 30 teams, Bron. And I know Jamel Jones. The Warriors shouldn't him. The, the, the Warriors do not, will not. Exactly. And, and, and are not going to add LeBron James to
4: their team. Exactly. And I don't know, maybe not the Rockets either. But like, basically what you're saying is, you know, heavy is the head that lies the crown, uh, more or less. Uh, real quick, Greg Monroe picked the Celtics over his hometown Pelicans. How much does this help Boston?
9: It helps Boston a lot. I'm not truly a fan of the buyout situation, in particular how this went, and I know I'm going to be the first person to call this out. Ryan McDonough worked with the Celtics under Danny Ainge under 10 years. You buy out Monroe, understanding that the Celtics can offer him more money. They're dealing with some injuries to their squad. Now he joins them. I just never like buyout moves that affect the power of balance in the NBA. All
4: right, good stuff, Jalen. Looking forward to hearing more from you on the Go Countdown. miss you,
9: Jamil. still <laughs> gonna come on and represent Michael. I appreciate no doubt that. About it. Appreciate Thank that. Thank you, homie. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you. I'm sure you got
4: a lot to say about Heat Sixers and the eighth, race for eighth in the East.
5: All right. Arguing time, the 2018 Pro Football Hall of Fame class is revealed tomorrow at the NFL Honors. Brian Erlacher, four time first team all pro is a finalist in his first year eligibility also first year finalist is ray lewis two-time defensive player of the year and a two-time super bowl champ with the ravens now the most polarizing finalist to who is a finalist for their third straight season second all-time in receiving yards and third in touchdown catches. the right thing yes put him in the hall he deserves it and finally my colleague Ray. (laughs)
9: Well,
5: <laughs> Our first year on the ballot, only player with more TD catches than Moss is Rice. Right. So here's Jim Trotter with more. The
4: only no-brainer in this year's Hall of Fame class is Ravens linebacker Ray Lewis. Beyond him, everything else is a crapshoot. The two players who are going to get the most interest are wide receivers Terrell Owens and Randy Moss. Now, this is the third year for Terrell Owens that he will be in the room as a finalist. He has not made it through, obviously. For Randy Moss, it's his first year. With Tio, he's been kept out because of primarily off-the-field incidents where people say his antics have hurt his candidacy. The question then is, how do you keep him out and put Randy Moss in, who at one point said, I play when I want to play, and you can go through his career and find those moments. It's going to be an interesting discussion among the 48 voters in the room this year. I love you, Trot, And with all due respect, no, it's not an interesting discussion. It's not a discussion. And please, if I were in that room, I'd just throw this up on the big screen and let it marinate.
5: Well you know, stand before, he's a Hall of Fame voter. He I... might not vote Randy Moss in. You
4: know, I'm not even worried. I think they do the right thing this year, put them both in. That's
5: what needs you to happen. You can't
4: keep Moss out on the first ballot, and you got to put T.O. in with him. Sal you've been embedded with the Eagles all week. I understand you're about to give us a little inside baseball ahead of the Pro Football Championship. What you got? Make us smarter
3: well, you got to go game within a game, right, Michael? It's the day before the day before the Super Bowl. So given what happened in the AFC Championship game when the Jaguars had 98 yards in penalties and the Patriots only had 10, the head coach and the coaches and the players of the Philadelphia Eagles have made a point of emphasis this week to look at Gene Steratore, the Super Bowl referee, and his crew coming up to Sunday. Check this out.
1: Uh, I don't want to give everything away but obviously we got to play clean um so we kind of try to use that to understand what they like to call uh, know what they are looking for and um pretty much just help us play a cleaner game um, so we know what to expect from them and they know what to expect from us just what referees call uh what they throw the flag most of in and, and just how to be aware of not getting a flag what we can do and how what position we can put ourselves in to just not get a flag thrown on us.
3: And I heard P.I. and defensive holding are two points of emphasis, yes? Yeah,
1: definitely uh, P.I. and defensive holding. So we just want to get our head back because the referee lets you play it if you're looking at the ball. So we try not to face guard as much.
3: Gene Sterator was in the spotlight because of his card measurement late in a Monday night football game this season. But more of note, Sterator's crews called 43 penalties for either defensive pass interference, defensive holding, and illegal contact, fifth highest in the league. Four of the other six on a Super Bowl crew were on regular season crews that were in the top half in those kinds of penalties. Did you see what happened with Jacksonville? They were victimized by a couple of PIs and defensive holdings. Yeah,
9: you know, there's
0: always a fine line in this game, you know what I mean? Between, you know, what's valid and what's not. Um, but at the end of the day, that's the ref's call. So, you know, some of those were questionable, some of them were blatant. Um, and, you know, sometimes refs will let you get away with that. Sometimes refs will let you play. Sometimes they're, they run a tight game. So we'll have to do the assessing
3: as we go as well. <laughs> you know, Michael, I like a good prop, so I brought a lot of That's my pretty fans, good. <laughs> <and the laughs> fans. Well, the team hotel. Well played. Back to you, Michael. Hey, and the hey, six on hey, SportsCenter.
4: Hey, that's great stuff. Love how Doug Peterson leaving nothing to chance. They practiced the pregame and the halftime, and now they officiated. Good stuff, South Power. You can't hear me. Take it easy.
5: All right, with New England being on the verge of a sixth NFL title, they have become the gold standard of consistent domination, and their success is truly something to marvel at. However, we often forget it's never been easy for New England in the Super Bowl. Right. Scoop Jackson explains
3: The New England Patriots
0: have
10: won the Super Bowl.
0: The Patriots are world champions again. They
10: truly are one of the finest football teams ever to play this game.
7: If there's one thing that's certain, the Bill Belichick and Tom Brady led Patriots like to keep things close when it comes to the Super Bowl. Not close to the vest, close in score. It's almost like they live the drum. In the seven Super Bowls they've been in together, all have been decided by six points or fewer. The overall average margin of victory in those games, 3.7 points. The average margin of victory in the 44 other Super Bowls, 15.8. Field goal attempt.
0: Kick is on the way, and it is good!
7: And the Patriots are Super Bowl champions! And in six of the seven Super Bowls, Skywalker and Obi-Wan have shared the game-winning points will either score in the final two and a half minutes of the game or in overtime.
3: Tom Bradyville Belichick, a decade plus of brilliance
7: in the 44 other Super Bowls that didn't include this duo, there were a total of five such game-winning scores. Tom Brady, making a case for being the most clutch player of all time, has led a Super Bowl-winning drive in either the fourth quarter or in overtime in each of his five Super Bowl wins.
0: for Patriots! They're back in
7: the lead! A fourth Lombardi trophy is headed to one Patriot place. To put in GOAT perspective, Joe Montana had five such drives in his entire playoff career. The Pats have been susceptible to losing leads on the biggest stage as well. Under pressure, Boyd the still fights out of it, now throws it deep downfield, wide open Tyree who makes the pass! even superman had his kryptonite during the brady belichick dynasty the number of fourth quarter lead changes they've experienced in the ones they've been a part of seven the total number of lead changes in the ones they haven't been a part of 10
4: everything's on the line right now from the patriots
0: The one won Super Bowl 51
7: in the greatest comeback in Super Bowl history. They are Cardi P, as in Cardiac. They thrive off the pressure. They succeed because of the competition. And when it comes to Super Bowls, keeping it close seems to be the only way these Patriots know how to do it.
4: That's why I said twenty to sixteen. Game winning touchdown yep. pass.
5: And with a chance to win his sixth title, Tom Brady will become the oldest nine kicker to play in the Super Bowl when the Patriots face the Eagles on Sunday.
9: Let's <laughs> <That's> roll. <love.
2: laughs>
4: so now you about to christen the six with some more girl stuff?
2: Yeah. You Do a foot guy? Out. Over.
5: Did Caesar like um live here? Will there be a storm coming in from the east?
1: I wanna be football player.
4: Oh I, God, I have to get it.
5: that dream up. I don't want to be the one to tell you.
1: But who are you to tell me?
5: <laughs> People do clown you about your Twitter
4: account. I'm telling them what to the tweet, then they tweet it. <laughs> Dial 860
5: <860-538. laughs> I swear jump across this table. All we're really trying to say is, put your swords away for a second. Let's just finish this and move on. You know what?
4: That glass does look half full.
5: <laughs> this is probably not that bad. This is not that bad. All right, Mike, as you know, one of my favorite phrases is doing too much, which I commonly associate with people who just need to settle down, stop being extra, or stay in their lane. We've
4: been at this for six years now. Wow. get make... counting the days. We made the days count.
5: Y'all won't make me cry, all right? But Alex Trebek sure might. <laughs>
9: the quarterback runs the ball and can choose to pitch it to another back. I can tell you guys are big football fans. Tom Landry perfected the shotgun formation with this team. Uh, Do you think we should go to commercial? (laughs) A returner can reel in a kick without fear of getting tackled. Simultaneous violations by the offense and defense that cancel each other out.
2: Let's look at the uh, $1,000 clue just for the fun of it. This defensive line that took the Vikings to four Super Bowls. If you guys ring in and get this one, I will die.
9: (laughs) Who are the purple people eaters? You know, they're
4: all geniuses, though, right? Oh, <laughs> man on point. TV. Hey, I'm you know who's it. a genius? Mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey. He benched Alex Smith and put Patrick Mahomes in Madden before playing Alvin Kamara.
5: Smart. <laughs> he was just looking ahead. He's preparing. He's trying to get in. Love you, good. but I got to move with on. With new
4: quarterback, Got to right? get that chemistry going. LeBron said it worked with Isaiah. So- oh, actually.
5: <laughs> I might Maybe that,
4: that uh, virtual reality doesn't work as well as we might say.
5: Yeah. Uh, Falcons owner Arthur Blank told Robert Kraft that it Say it's your last day. All right, it pissed them off that the go. Patriots yeah. Super Bowl ring consisted of 283 diamonds. Don't Shot, hate the course, player. The don't
4: hate the player, hate the game, it's that game Vegas. in particular. Or just don't blow a 28 3 lead. You
5: win a ring, you design it how you want. And not only that, if you hold on to the lead, you have nothing to complain about.
4: That's basically what I just said.
5: I know, but I just said it shorter.
4: Did you say what I was trying to say, except smarter? kind of yeah last night steve curry tweeted they quickly deleted it's an embarrassment i think the league is so happy scoring that it doesn't want to enforce stuff like that a reference to a video at of the official nba twitter account tweeted out of james harden so earlier today steve curry the coolest coach in sports i might add he explained what had happened was
3: i thought
0: it was a direct message my new iphone is killing me i got the 10 a friend
10: dm'd me and what do you think about this clip and i responded to him when i hit send i was like oh no (laughs) i went right over to chris
0: demarco because i have no idea how to delete a tweet i rarely even send a tweet i don't even let alone delete one so i gave it to demarco he's like he deletes it after maybe 30 seconds and i go uh,
4: i go what do you think am i going to get away with it he goes hell no
5: That's 2009. Yeah. And and it could have been way worse, uh, as we discussed earlier. Russell Westbrook won't face any league punishment after this incident with the fan. Uh, Look, I I don't know if we should be giving the league kudos for something that seemed kind of obvious. Right.
4: Yeah. I I told you. Mike Curtis, man. Where's Mike Curtis when you need (laughs) him? Okay. Who is
5: Mike Curtis? Who is
4: Mike Curtis? What did I miss? I know you were kidding everything, man, but come on. Mike (laughs) Curtis, Baltimore Colts linebackers, clothesline people. Oh, my goodness. All oh. right, before we call it a day, one last time. Who had a good day?
5: Oh, that Mike Curtis. Thanks for coming. It. <laughs> it's a good day for Red Panda. The Golden State Warriors have agreed to buy the unicyclist, uh, a new unicycle because it was recently stolen by some person who has no integrity who needs to be brought to justice. Look, it goes Red Panda no, actually, it goes uh, quick change, then Red Panda, and NBA energy.
4: More good news for the Warriors not in- involving LeBron James, obviously. Congratulations to the Curry family. Child number three, no more man-to-man Ooh. defense. It's now zoned. Okay, <laughs> that play date with the Smith family is going to be awesome.
5: It's so many jokes I would like to make now, but... I won't because I do, I am still employed by this company. Well,
4: for the next 30 seconds you're on this show, your yes. last words, bro, this is it.
5: Uh, this is, uh, a lot of people here to thank. Certainly all the production staff. I thank all you guys. I don't want to mistakenly not mention anyone, so I'm just going to mention you as a group. And to you, Mike, thank you so much. This year has been interesting to say the yeah. least. A lot of ups and downs, a lot of highs. Uh, while we won't be doing this show together. Yeah. Certainly our friendship is not ending.
4: Cake Bay is nope. back.
5: See so happy y'all do this? family. This hey, thank hey.
4: you. We're all okay, proud of you. And as your friend, I'm happy that you're happy. I'm That's the most happy. important so thing.
5: Thank you. <laughs> I'm
4: bringing it in for the real thing. Thank you. Appreciate right. you, bro.
5: Y'all still gonna see me on TV? I'll, I'll see y'all, y'all on Monday talking Super Bowl. TV. You
3: ain't getting rid of both of us. <laughs> <laughs>